And I think sometimes we think just because we read the Bible or we're just mere followers of Christ, like fantastic things will always happen to us. That no matter what I'm going through, even though it's like a challenge, I almost saw my challenges too small in comparison to how big my God is. What I would deem as success is living eternally with God. When you read the Bible and you don't live it, the outcome is not a reflection of what God wants for you. When you're not used to being like honest and vulnerable, it's so hard to penetrate deep into a relationship. And it's the same with God. If we're not honest, if we're not deep with Him, it's really hard to deeply connect with God. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back and still happy 2024. I feel like we still can say, you know, though a lot of people complaining that, oh, we're back in the office and people are going to be happy new year. What did you do for Christmas? What did you oh, get? Yeah. To be honest, I work from home, so I kind of avoided all those things. But hopefully we don't sound like that. We don't sound like your your office colleagues, you know. Hopefully you actually <laughs> like us a bit more. I'm, I'm someone... <laughs> not gonna lie who longs out happy new year till the end of Jan. just like how last month december i was on christmas vibes from december 1 to the 31st i was just about to say i am not surprised because you literally met you forced me to get in the festive spirit in november it is by force it is and so i'm the same even if it's january 30 i'm like happy new year i might even say in february i'm not yeah I'm I will ask Alex to cut it out if you say it in February because please, <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> but all the same, thank you so much for coming back, um, joining us. I hope that you learned something from this lesson study that you can take away and also that you can spread with somebody else. Now, as always, before we start, we always want to send our listeners a word of prayer. And I just want to pray. I know January could be a bit of a long long month and you know people are struggling post Christmas period (laughs) when you've spent all your racks Um, and I just want to pray for each one of us a word of encouragement over our lives that you know it may be poor weather it may be you know lacking in motivation at the moment but wherever you are I pray that God meets you at your very point of need I love that amen now Ira can you remember when you first started praying Oh, I I feel like my family had encouraged me from when I was very, very young. Yeah. But I probably started praying by myself, early teens, maybe mm-hmm. when I was reaching, you know, double digits, maybe 10 years old, that kind of age, I'd say. Yeah. But even then, before the double age, double digits, sorry, double age, Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> double digits, your parents actually taught you how to pray. So sometimes they'll be like, oh, say, dear Jesus. And you're like, dear Jesus. Yes, yeah. Type of thing. I'm saying this because our lesson study today is teach us how to pray. And, you know, sometimes I'd be in groups with people and I'd say to someone, oh, let's pray. Or do you want to pray? And they'll be like, oh, no, I don't know how to pray. And in my head, I'd just be like, go, we are grown. How do you not know how to pray? It's just words. Yeah. But after studying this lesson, I realized that actually... It's important to teach people how to pray. Um, The disciples asked Jesus in Luke 11 to teach them how to pray. And so I love that, you know, even in this lesson study with the Psalms that we're going to read, we're going to learn some skills or I'm going to share some skills that I've studied on how to either read or praise or pray. And I hope we can all take this um, in um, and actually utilize it. I'm going to go straight in with Sunday's lesson, which is entitled fostering the use of psalms in prayer now you said this last week and when you were saying it I was like so inspired because when I started um, studying for this week I remembered the words that you said that last year you started doing the 365 read the bible in 365 days yes not years not not 365 years no 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 no. no. I've been long gone by then yeah. Um, and you said that you, you started in Psalms. Now, I've started doing a similar thing. Mine is called 365 Days or More more Jesus in 365 Days. Oh, that sounds nice. And guess what? Does it start in Psalms? It starts in Psalms. Well, it starts in three books. It starts with Genesis. It starts with Luke and also Psalms. And I was like, I don't understand the correlation. What's, what's going on here? Um, But the more I read and also resonate with what you said last week, the more I see the link. It 
actually is amazing. And you know what? I feel like just like what you said last week, there's something newish about Psalms because I obviously listen to 10-minute Bible talks. Yes. Our favorite devotion. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? They need to start sponsoring us. The amount of times I mention them on the party. I know. We need to put them onto this. Exactly. But anyway, and guess which book they're starting with as well? Psalms. Psalms. Well, look at here. It's just amazing um, that, you know, everything is kind of leading to that. But in in this reading today... We're focused on Psalms 1, and you mentioned it last week. I just want to recap and remind people what it says. I think it's a very wise words where we can begin. I'm reading from the Good News Bible. I just like the translation. And it says, <clears throat> Happy are those who reject the advice of evil people, who do not follow the example of sinners, or join those who have no use for God. Instead, they find joy in obeying the law of the Lord and they study it day and night. I want to zone in or zoom in on one specific word in there or a few words. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, they find joy in obeying the law of the Lord. And, you know, we are obviously doing the 21 day fast. If you remember, I think like one of the days was about humility, Uh which just came at like a crazy time where... I was feeling a bit hmm, slighted about something. And then that came in. I was just like, okay, God, I hear you. And I think the next day was about obedience as well. Um, I love that. You mentioned it in this Psalm, Psalms 1. If you read a bit down, it says they succeed in everything they do. And I think sometimes we think just because we read the Bible or we're just mere followers of Christ, like, fantastic things will always happen to us. Um, I think there's there's a bit of a, of a caveat there that we need to delight in obeying the Lord after Lord and obedience is something that I am still learning I think I'll probably I'm gonna be a forever student in obedience (laughs) same unfortunately I'll also be be the same yeah but um thank God for grace and mercy and allowing us that opportunity to actually you know grow our faith grow in obedience uh, through his works but I think that's very very important that this is something that's highlighted here that obedience is equal to success and when I say success I'm not talking about worldly success okay Mm. like if you get it fantastic but that's not the success that I envision when I'm reading this I think I like you said last week uh, adopting that eternal mindset that in life what I would deem as as a success is le- living eternally with God. I don't think there's wow, a better measure of success yeah. than that. But for me to get there, for me to get that, I need to obey the law. And by obeying, it's not just reading and just meditating and leaving it there. It's living the Oof. law. Yeah. Oof. Pastor Michelle coming coming to your churches very soon. (laughs) (laughs) But um, as I said, so it's about reading and understanding and also living the word. And, you know, when I was prepping this, I remembered uh, there was a time where me, you, actually, Ira, we went out for dinner with one of our other friends. We used to do this a lot when I lived in Luton. Mm -hmm. And before I went out, I had bought a wardrobe from Ikea and I just left it in my room. Okay. Do Do you remember the story? No. Then I'll refresh you. So obviously we went out for dinner or whatever. We had a good time, etc. I think we went to Watford or something. Mm. And then when I came home, my dad and my little sister were in my room and they were like at the end of putting the wardrobe together. Okay. But then the door wasn't sticking properly. <laughs> like, the right. door, and it was the final piece of the whole puzzle. And mm. it just, my dad was like, I just don't know what happened. What's going on? And then when we went to, I know the instruction manuals are terrible, but when we read the instruction manual, we realized that they messed up step one. The very first step. And Just that's the basics. The, the yeah. basics. What was... And, uh, yeah. And now because of that, everything was ruined. And I remember my dad, like I was very angry, but I didn't know how to express it because I knew they did that out of love. I knew yes. him and Kim were like, oh, let's surprise Michelle. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, why did you do this? You should just <laughs> let me. <laughs> and then my dad, I'm already frustrated. And then he's like, oh, well, I did my best, but my I guess my best wasn't good enough. And I'm like, you have no... All right <laughs> to feel sorry for yourself right now it was it was a very funny but very frustrating um incident that we had but i say all this to say when we read the scripture and we don't live it we do the same 
mistake or we have the same error that my dad did okay mm. i might not send my dad my dad this episode just in case he adds me i don't know because <laughs> okay. i feel like I'm, I'm adding him a lot but anyway when you read the bible and you don't live it the outcome is not a reflection of what god wants for you god wants this perfect uh not perfect being because we're not perfect, but he wants you to receive this perfect salvation. Mm. But for you to receive it, you need to read, understand and follow the law (laughs) so that you don't end up thinking, yeah, but I always used to read the Bible. Why have I not made it? Well, you read it, but you didn't follow the instructions in there. So that's one thing that resonated with me when I was reading this um, study. The other thing was what is found in Colossians 3.16, which says, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And when I was reading this, I was like, how do I manage to let it dwell in me richly, right? Hmm. And so I did a little research. So both of us are like, we're, we're like scientists, isn't it? I think you're more because you've... I'm in the medical field. Well, med- I've graduated as a therapeutic radiographer. Okay. Let's but just you're call- a scientist. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're both We're both we're science both like biology. Some, yeah. yeah, we're science people. Um, and psychology, even though people like don't like to class it as a science, it is a social science. And that's a science that I'm really interested in as well. And so when I was reading this, I was like, how do... I, I, I try to kind of make it practical for us. And I did a bit of research. And actually, there's a research that was conducted where teachers wanted to find out how people can remember what they learn, students, what they learn. I remember back in high school, like, I don't know, five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, five years ago. Yeah, in year 11. um, I remember my science teacher saying, when we're prepping for exams, he said, you have to continuously read over your notes. You can't just read them once because mm. you're not going to remember. You have to keep rem- like going back to, to your notes and reading them. And so I wanted to do a bit of a research into, you know, scientifically whether this has been done or conducted. And there is actually a research where students were given a list of like sentences and some were afforded the opportunity to go back and read through those sentences, right? Because they wanted to see like how well they'd be able to recall what they've learned. And they gave them a little task to distract them and then they went back to it. And basically this is what they found out that the students who uh, only had to recall after or before 24 hours forgot the most amount of information. The ones that did it over and over again, for example, are the ones that remembered for a long period of time. And so I started thinking, there's so many times that we read the Bible and we'll read a verse and then that's it. We'll move on, Mm. right? Um, We we just completed 366 days together, Ira. Yes. Um, And the danger that can come from that is us saying, okay, well, we've done this. We don't need to do it again, Mm. actually. Even research, worldly research, is showing us that for you to remember things, you need to go over them over and And over over. again. And so when you're reading the Psalms um, and learning how to pray or learning how to praise God, learning how to lean on God, you can't just read one verse and just take take it there. So I'm going to give you some practical guides on what you can do instead based on that research that I got, okay? So number one, they say that you need to encourage spacing, right, in education. So this means that you study for a bit and then you put some space and then you study it again. I love that in Psalms 1, it says those who delight in the law and they meditate on it day and night. Okay, I recently bought this uh, devotional where I have a memory verse each week and every single day I read the memory verse, but it just gives me different ways to tackle that. And I'm finding I'm now able to recite that memory verse and I'm hoping to just have like a memory bank of these verses that I can like draw for myself or share with people. Mm. And if you think that's something that, you know, you can use, I'm happy for you to adapt the same thing. I think it's amazing. I'll put the link for the book actually in the show notes, just in case you want to, you know, get yourself. It's an amazing book. So that's it. Number one, encourage spacing. The second one, encourage retrieval practices, right? So the retrieval practices that they used are like short quizzes or... Uh, past papers if you remember when you're doing your GCSEs you used to do loads Loads of of past papers papers. (laughs) and I used to be like what is the point of this Uh, but also doing like um, flashcards that's another way that's another retrieval process 
And so linking it back to the Bible, um, a good way for you to retrieve things is to just have a bank of memory verses. You can put them on flashcards or I don't know, you can put them in a book. I love on TikTok, you see a lot of people who say, oh, if you're feeling anxious, here's a memory verse for you. Do not be anxious of anything, but in mm-hmm. every situation through prayer and supplication, present your request to the Lord. Oof, and so you can, do, you can do things like that where you put something that you that you suffer with or that you know you might come across and then you bang put a memory verse for you there a a flash card for you that you can go back and draw on um and finally daily and weekly reviews okay so there was this professor who wasn't uh he was in the department of educational psychology and he did this book he was an author and it's called principle of instruction it's more for teachers but i'm just drawing that and using it as an example here and he said it's so important for teachers to number one ask the students what they learned before you know in the in previous classes so when you're doing your devotion instead of just focusing on today's devotion try to think what did I read about yesterday? Let me remind myself because the more you do that, the more you recall, the better you are to remember what you've learned. And then finally, having daily or weekly reviews. So at the end of your, of your week, when you've done your devotions, try to think, what did I learn this week? What can I, um, or what did I really like? What 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 kind of drew me in? What drew me yeah. in this week? Because these are the things that will help you recall um, you're in your studies and you'll be able to use them not just to encourage yourself as I said but to encourage others um, and it ensures that this embeds in your everyday life woof I mean I don't feel like there's anything more to say this episode <laughs> but Monday is entitled trust in times of trouble mm. okay so funny just a funny way of thinking, I suppose. When I first started seeing Alex, so poof, eight years ago. Wow. Um, I was a young little early 20s person. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was a young lady. And at that time, I guess I used to say to him quite a lot, yo, I'm convinced, yeah, I am God's favorite. Hands down. I'm his favorite. Mm-hmm. And he and he starts me like, what are you on about? And I'm like, I'm his favorite, bruv. There is nothing that I've gone through with any friction, any mm. difficulty, any challenge. I just felt like life was so easy for me. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yes. And I almost believed in this kind of law of attraction almost. Or I'm just like, if I want something, bring it up to the Lord. It's, it's here. I got it, you know? I didn't study for something. I'm like, Lord, you know I didn't study, but I'm praying for good results. <laughs> I was in like triple math. I was in triple science or whatever. Like I was in, I was all right. And whether it was, you know, in my personal life, in my studies, whatever it may be, I just felt like God was always backing me. Mm. This was a woman who hadn't gone through hardship. <laughs> <laughs> life was sweet. And life is still sweet. But I suppose... I've always had this kind of um, real enthusiasm and optimism about myself mm-hmm. that no matter what I'm going through, even though it's like a challenge, I almost saw my challenges too small in comparison to how big my God is. Mm. And so that favor that I experience, I'm like, it's so good that any minor inconvenience or even any real hardship, I was like, this is minor in comparison to what god is about to do for me Mm. but i suppose all of that was in context of you know being a young woman within without you know high like major responsibilities as you know we age we have more responsibilities more bills to pay more you know like yes you have to think about your credit score these days if you're trying to buy a house and all of that stuff Mm. um and so i kind of find it funny because the the title for this this day was trust in times of trouble Mm -hmm. because at the time i I felt like there wasn't too many times of trouble. Whereas obviously now in your day to day, you could have so many different troubles, so many different issues, you know, whether it's stress at work. Obviously, when you're in school or you're in, you're in university, you're not really going through stress issues. No, really, you just, I just need 40% to make it. <laughs> exactly. That was my, <laughs> that's my way of thinking. Um, and so because of, I guess, my experience of or lack of experience with being exposed to real life troubles and life issues, mm-hmm. 
there wasn't really any way for me to exercise or practice my skills of communication whereby I say to my friend, man, I'm really going through it because of this situation. Mm. I felt that the more I matured, the more I had to speak up about certain things. Obviously, me and you, Michelle, we've known each other for a while, but we've known each other when we're kind of more mature, you know? Um, And so we have a friendship that I feel is very open and honest. And if we're going through something or even any sort of problem, we're just like, yo, I'm going through this. And let's be real. It's not always easy to be open about what you're going through, right? Mm -hmm. Have you... Have you been, like, have you ever worried about saying something to someone about what you're going through because of pride or ego? Uh, Maybe not pride and ego, but maybe shame. Okay. Because I'm just like, I, I should be able to tackle this. Mm. Like, I feel like mm. if I go to them and say that they're going to be like, what, Michelle, you, like, you're struggling with this? Like, yeah. what's going on? Um, But I don't think I've had that with you. I feel like you're just... Oh, that's good. You just accept me. Yeah, and I guess I'm... The same, but, <laughs> but I feel like... This was something we practiced and evolved and we built and developed this. It wasn't like something that you just suddenly switched on. You had no problems and Mm. therefore you never spoke about problems. And now suddenly you're grown, you're experiencing big woman issues. You're not just going to be open about that. No. I think even like when we're doing it, we're kind of like testing the waters. Yeah, like, just dropping. Like, oh, get a little hint there. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, what do you think of this? Oh, do you? Do you ever struggle with this? And exactly. then we're like, oh yes, I do. And then kind of opened up like that. Yes, and, and as a woman, we women, we have. I, I know this from psychology as well. Now that you bring up psychology, mm-hmm. where women have a real need to emotionally connect and socially like just support each other Mm. you know we really lean on that and I've had friends who I've known since I was 11 since I was really young that we've grown up and we still see each other every month um and having like seen each other from like pre-menstrual age (laughs) so you go through it you go through your first boyfriends your first heartbreaks all of that stuff and at first it's not easy to talk about Mm. like you know when you're like in that age, preteen kind of age, and you have a crush. It's like you're so shy to like oh my goodness. say to someone, "Oh, you know." So I was like, "Oh, um, I relax, Alex." Like, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, and you know them ones when you're like, you actually deny it, like with real vim. Like, no, nah, I don't. I don't fancy him. I swear. Um, because you get like really shy and like, mm. oh, I don't really want to talk about that. Um, but as we're kind of just saying here, it, you, you develop it, you build it up as you mature and you realize the the real need for openness. Mm-hmm. You you realize the need for real communication, authenticity and, and being transparent about what you're thinking, what you're going through. Because it means that if you have a real connection or relationship with someone for this reason, let's say it's me and you, Mish, mm. I cannot be... I guess, close with you. I cannot be dishonest with you. I have to really open and express what, what I'm going through because that's the only real way that we'll have a true friendship mm-hmm. is if I know you and you know me. And that includes really being able to share and carry each other's burdens. Yeah. Um. And I guess in life, certainly in Christianity, people might think, well life is going to be easy because Christians, why would you sign up to have like hard life? But actually life is hard. Unfortunately, that is the reality of it. And as we're told in the Bible, we're going to be going through many, many trying, difficult, tumultuous times. Is tumultuous the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, That we have to be able to trust in God and lean on God for, for help with. Okay, life is not going to be sweet and just like a walk in the park. It's not going to be roses. Um, And the psalmist themselves, as we've read, went through similar things. Mm. And through divine inspiration, they recorded what they had experienced. When we're going through it, sometimes we might feel that God treats us unfairly. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it firsthand where I've seen my friend's parents go through divorce, being totally honest. And she felt so betrayed by that situation, um, by God, that she just decided, I'm no longer going to go to church. Mm. And so that happens on a day-to-day basis, for sure. That 
you may be hit with something in your life that is so depressing to you, so shocking that it drives you far away from your faith. But in Psalms, it encourages us that no matter what you're going through, know that God is always present in your life. And why it's really important for us to express this, and this is why we were talking about it last episode, sometimes, you know, the sweet psalmist David will be saying, oh, I praise you, Lord, and this and this and this, I'm so happy. And then, Selah, pause. Next thing you know, <laughs> but Lord, this is what's going on to me. I just, you know, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm getting persecuted. It's just almost like a 360, like a, you know, sunny day and suddenly it's thunderstorms and lightning. Mm. A complete um, juxtaposition. But what I did like about David is this honesty. And I guess why I keep hammering down about honesty is because a lot of people pray in a very formulaic way. So you know what I mean? Like, I've heard some people pray and like you go to... I don't know, maybe a family friend party and you have that one uncle and he says the same style kind of prayer every single time. Or here's an example. It's really food. You know, when you're just about to eat, you're like, oh, rah, somebody pray. God like, bless our food. Amen. Yes. And it's just like this formula. It's, just, it's the one thing that you just whip out. It's handy. You know it well. It's good enough, right? You say to the point that you actually don't even mean what you're saying. You're yeah. just saying. Yeah. It's become mm. like you become numb to it and mm. it doesn't doesn't really hit anymore. doesn't mean anything. Mm. And some people are so used to praying in a certain way, like, thank you for this food or bless this food. And that's it. You don't really go into the depths of it. You don't even go to the point of, Lord, you know, I'm sick and I'm going through it. I pray that this food heals me. I pray that it, you know, touches this area of my body, whatever it may be. Mm. It's, you know, as you're saying, that prayer is a tool for us to communicate with God. And it is a powerful tool, a powerful Very. weapon that we don't tap into enough, mm -hmm. I don't think. 100%. And, and so I'm really inspired by Psalms because it goes through it in full transparency and full kind of like bearing it all kind of way with us. And I just want to encourage each one of us to do the same, bear it all to God, you mm -hmm. know, as he instructs us in the Bible, you know, to just um, cast our burdens to him because he cares for us. Mm -hmm. And truly, I believe that that he means that, you know, that he mm -hmm. wants us to tell him, you know, that we're mad about this or we're going through with this because some people, okay, Filipino culture, Filipino society, I don't believe these people are very... They find it, they don't find it easy to open up. Right. Okay. I know this just from like seeing some of the parents when we're in a like family setting. I think there comes into play a lot of pride and ego, um, you know. And don't so, bring shame to the family. A little, yeah, a little bit mm. of shame, you know. And I think in Asian culture, there's definitely this tradition and culture of like maintaining honor and, and status almost. Oh, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. Mm. And, and so. It's not easy to be open up like with your friend or, you know, say, oh, you know, like a parent saying to another parent, my daughter is like struggling with her, you know, exams or whatever it may be. Or, you know, my relationship with my husband, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so for that reason, I feel like friendships sometimes are quite stale or um, superficial because they don't get into the depths of what they're going through. Ooh. And it's so hard to... When you're not used to being like honest and vulnerable, it's so hard to penetrate deep into a relationship. And it's the same with God. If we're not honest, if we're not deep with him, it's really hard to deeply connect with God. Mm. And so I would really encourage us to not do superficial, constant, like repurposed, recycled prayers years and years again and again. Now, but that, I want us to pray fresh prayers Every day, prayers that mean something, prayers that really demonstrate and speak to God about what it is you're going through, where you are right now. And one thing I will say is like, I've had this recently. There are times where I just don't feel like praying. Mm. And you know that you can allow that emotion to, to direct you and drive you. But I try my very best to, to fight against that. As soon as I feel like oh, I don't feel like praying at the moment, that's a red flag to me. Mm. I immediately say, yo, 
you need to pray and you need to pray right now. A hundred percent. Because what you're feeling is not good. <laughs> so I encourage us all to, to pray, especially when you don't feel like it, but also to be fresh in your prayers. Don't just be using the same old stale style yeah mm. freshen it up is what i'm saying 100 you know i i love that on the bible app um it actually gives you a guided prayer as well and i actually really used to use that because i love that it gives you different verses every day that you can use for your guided prayer um, and it just i felt like it really refreshed my prayer life so if you're a person who's struggling or if you feel like your prayers are repetitive maybe that's an app that you can actually use to help you out with your prayer but yeah thank you so much for that ira we go into tuesday's lesson which is a psalm of despair and you know what it's very similar to what you've just been talking about now so i'm just gonna try and pivot the story a little bit just so i don't repeat everything that you've said even though technically i just said it's good for you to repeat because that's how you remember things so um in tuesday's lesson we're focused on psalms 22 you've already said david is someone who was like when he was going through it, his description was just, just a one. Oof, like, yeah. it was like, oh, you know, these people are like lions or, you know, they're like dogs. Just like the way he, he described what was going on. Like, you really felt it for him. You really felt like he was going through a war. Like, he's going through it. But as we say, um, at the end of the Psalms, he actually ends up praying uh, and praising God. In fact, the way it survived Psalms 22 is that from about verse 1 to give or take about 21, chapter 20, no, sorry, verse 21, um, it's something called lament, right? And this is where people kind of like, it's a, not kind of like an exaggerated um, grief. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So when you lament, it's just, even the word lament just it's sounds just like so... <laughs> you know <laughs> and i really want everyone to go and read psalms 22 because when you read it you're just like david boy what is going on like the way he's describing everything but at the end of that um he actually sorry before i go into that i just want to say even when he's lamenting from verse 1 to 21 there's certain themes that come up and i like this because you kind of touched on it when you were talking about monday's lesson but one of the themes that he talks about is isolation he starts by saying my god my god why have you forsaken me now we mm. know these words we've heard them oh yeah we've yep, heard them yep. in, in the in the new testament jesus even said this mm -hmm. when he was at the cross and i always feel like they must have been going through it to think that God had forsaken them. Yeah. Um, like you said, I like the honesty because it's they might feel like God has forsaken them, but they know better and they always come through and show us that. But um, even though, like I said last week, even though he's going through this, the psalmist does not give up on God and he doesn't give up on trusting God, even when he's lamenting, when he's going through it. And it made me, rem it reminded me of Job's story. Now, we all know Job's story, which is found in Job. Job was, <laughs> <laughs> Job was this just a little bit like when Ira was in her early teen teens. He was just blessed, you know. Everything was going well for him. And then the devil was like, oh, the only reason why he even likes you, God, or praises you or trusts you is because you favor him. And God was like, okay, do whatever you want um, with you know, Job, but don't kill him, basically. And the devil was like, all right, challenge accepted. And the devil put him through a lot, right? Um, and, you know, when you read Job, um, especially from like chapter two going forward, etc., you see even his own wife is like, why are you still praising God? Like, just, just cuss God out and just die. You know, like, it is what it is. He's taken everything away from you. He's taken your money. He's taken your children. He's now made you have all these boils around you. Like, why are you still trusting in him? And mm. he basically tells his wife, like, listen, go away. Like, what foolishness are you talking? Yeah. And not only that, he actually has three friends. We all know about the three friends <laughs> who yeah, come up to brothers. him. His true brothers. And when I was actually reading, just to recap, I got a little bit confused because it actually sounded like they were encouraging him. Yeah. Like, it sounded like they were in support of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to read it in different versions. And then I realized, like, because Job kept saying, I actually haven't done anything. I haven't sinned against God. 
you know, uh, I don't know why all this is happening. And they're like, well, you you must have done something for him to punish you like this. Yeah. You need to repent and you need to you tell him that you're sorry, etc. And it made me think, how many times have you been this person or have had a person like this who you felt was supposed to be a Christian or supposed to give you godly counsel and instead they actually led you astray? And that's something that we need to be careful about because these three brothers... They didn't even realize what they were doing. Mm. Like that, the, the advice they were giving Job was incorrect, was wrong. And so it made me realize like now if, if like you said, we always were quite open with each other. I've got a few friends who were like that as well. I think even now, whenever someone comes to me, it's important for me to say, do you know what? I don't have the answer right now. Let me pray about it and let me come back to you. Mm. Because you don't want to have a diluted version of what God wants to say to that person and so for you to have that meaningful message for them you need to get it from the person who's written it you need to pray about it and say listen god my friend is suffering from this i don't know what to say to her um but i want to bring her to you so whether i'm going to be that instrument that vessel that you use to give her encouragement or you're going to find another way i don't i don't know your ways i just know that your ways are great i'm just asking for guidance just so we don't fall and become like these three people. Snaps from me, boy, because that was words of wisdom. I think people don't take enough time out Mm. to think about what they're about to say to their friend, acquaintance, or whoever it is that you're speaking to, right? Because when I'm in a one-to-one conversation, you almost feel like the pressure to be like, well, I go say something, innit? Mm. And it's never a bad idea to take time out, to take it to God. 100%. It's much better to actually do that so that when that message that you deliver is chef's kiss. Exactly. Mwah. The second part of the verse, which is from 22 to about 31, is, as you said, Ira, it's a complete, like, 360. Is it 360? It might be a 180. Do you know what? <laughs> it's a complete change <laughs> to what he's been talking about because he's now praising God. Yeah, I love that what he says right at the beginning, he says, uh, you know, I will praise God amongst his people. Because when I was reading this, I thought, okay, so at the beginning, he was isolated, he felt alone. But now he's saying, actually, I'm going to praise God amongst his people. And it made me realize, going back to the story of Job, he had his wife and his three friends, and they all weren't able to give him the encouragement that he needed. But did you know that there was a fourth person around them who actually gave Job the message that he needed. Mm. And it was a man named Elihu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it well. And Elihu was just like, okay, you know, you all you three people, the three friends of Job, the Mandems, like you guys are older than me. So I've kind of kept my mouth shut because, you know, you're old. But actually, um, evidently, your age hasn't wisened you up. Yeah, he was acting there. He spent like a whole chapter saying, I'm going to tell you how I feel or what God is saying. But before I say this, I just want to tell you that you guys are chatting. Mm. Nonsense, Mm. right? And so sometimes, not sometimes, it's always important that when you're going through tough times that you surround yourself and you pray about it, you surround yourself with people who are able to advise you in the right way right? Advise you from the Bible. And also it's important for us to read these um, different Psalms so that when our fellow people, not just Psalms, the whole Bible, but when our fellow people are going through it, we can draw and give them, you know, a nice verse. I always remember because this is a verse that came when I needed it and I was, I'm now able to use it with other people. And that's Psalms 34, 18. First of all, Psalms 34 in its entirety, Full of gems. But Psalms 34, 18, that says, The Lord is net near the brokenhearted. Such a nice verse when someone tells you that, oh, I've had a death or whatever it is, you know, you're able to draw that and give it to them. But what I especially like about the end chapters of uh, Psalms 22 is that David actually starts giving thanks to God. He's praising God. He's like, I know you're going to deliver me. So I'm going to start praising you now. And I remember just quite a while back, um, Kim, sorry, my little sister's friend lost a parent and Kimberly went to the funeral. She was quite young when she went, like sixth form type. Okay. And she said at the funeral, 
like you know after they started singing praise and worship and she she said I was very confused because they were actually it was like like proper praise and worship like I think there's a song called Jehovah you are the most high like mm. we learned it from there and she was like they were praising God in that situation and she was like it was so weird and when she said it to me I was like that's so weird why yeah. didn't they play it is well with my soul you know but when I was doing this study um I drew back to that to that moment that these people were in grief they were, they were grieving someone that they had lost and yet through that they still were able to praise God regardless it just goes back to this that the the point is by giving us words to pray these psalms teach us that beyond our current situation, so in spite of or despite what you're currently going through, we always we always struggle with that. Um, in spite of whatever you're going through, your current situation, you have to have, like what you've said, Ira, and I think that's going to be a motto for this whole quarter, you have to have an internal mindset. Um, and that internal mindset then enables you to praise God in advance, regardless of the situation. For real. And I mean, I was going to go into it again because there's a few examples <laughs> of when David just goes 180 from, oh, bruv, this is long God, to, but you know what? I'm praising you. I'm thanking you. It's, I, I feel like I'm being pulled in one hand and, you know, maybe you can hear it as well, but I feel like I'm being pulled in one arm and the other arm. Mm. Um, but it's almost like bipolar vibes this is giving me it's a, like, little, a little bit it's like hot and cold i'm like david are you okay bruv like feel one feeling please mm. but i love the fact that it gives us an example of someone who can pray in advance or um praise him in advance is a song obviously that i love because it just gives you a strong message mm -hmm. of whatever it is you're going through you know what you gotta praise him in advance and on top of that as well you have to know that and expect that life is gonna be hard you're gonna go through hardship but no matter what god is by your side and so mm -hmm. for that reason you gotta praise him you know, for the challenges to come, praise him during the challenges that are there and praise him for when you are successful and victorious outside of those challenges. But I will read you something. Matthew 14, verse 29, Jesus said, come, Peter. Then Peter left the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. But while Peter was walking on the water, he saw the wind and the waves. He was afraid and began sinking into the water. He shouted, Lord, save me. This is a problem that we have on a day-to-day -day basis, I feel. When you're going through it, you have a tendency, okay, maybe I have a tendency <laughs> to focus on my problems, okay? Mm. Wake up in the morning, I don't know, ugh, I've had this recently with my friend. She woke up one morning, goes out to drive to work or wherever it is she was going, boom, someone done hit and run on her. Oh, man unnecessary problem to have right mm. and if you had focused on your problem that that's your day in the bin yeah because you're no longer able to focus on anything but oh my days how can this happen to me mm. you know i wasn't even driving and now this is going to cost me money on top of that i can no longer to work can no longer go to work today or this is such an inconvenience for me today mm. this is our problem that as soon as we see something it's game over it's peak here we read that obviously Peter saw the winds and the waves and he started sinking into the war because he was like, bruh, you know what? Peak's <laughs> it's getting sticky. It's getting <laughs> sticky. And can you just imagine, right, the confidence, the faith that you needed to have had if you were Peter to just put your, step your little toe out into the middle of the ocean like that. Mm. You have had to have like serious faith so it almost went from 100 to zero to me mm. because how can you physically step out and suddenly you see a bit of wind and wave and you're like, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sinking. And this is the problem, right? If you focus on the challenges and the problems of life, you inevitably are going to sink. A hundred percent. You need to fix your eyes on Jesus as we are always told because that's the only remedy, you know? Because there is no, there's no getting away from the fact that 
unfortunately, I feel like I've said this many, many times this episode, problems are going to come your way. Mm. And if problems are going to come your way, there is no use of you constantly like glued. Your eyes are glued to your problems. That's mm. not going to be very productive. 100%. You know, I like the song that says... On Christ, the solid rock I stand, yes. all other ground is sinking sand. And like what you're saying, if you're not focused on that solid rock, guess what? Sinky, Sinking. sinky. Sinky, sinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just another example is Psalm 31, uh, sorry, Psalm 13, where David first starts off with, in fact, I could just read it. How long, oh Lord? <laughs> yeah? David is like, ugh. Will you forget me forever? Are you going to forget me forever, bro? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? Mm. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. You know Yo. what? Unless I die, <laughs> you know, you got to help me, God. Lest my enemy say I have prevailed over him. You know, lest my enemy beats me and wins. Mm. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast <laughs> love. Um, I'm just like, okay. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with mm. me. Do you know, I wonder if he had a moment of cellar in between those two. Because maybe when we're reading it, it seems like it just happened all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe it was, he would feel that. We're like, oh God, how can you do this? And then maybe he would have a moment of seller where he would think about it. I was like, oh, but what am I talking about? Mm. He's been there for me before. He's going to come through for me again. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, absolutely. He probably did. I'm sure he did. You know, mm. it's not like there was a like uh, a camera pointed at him and it was just pressed record. Yeah. He had time to write this, isn't it? Like mm. when you're writing an essay, you don't just sit there and write the whole thing. Sometimes you're like, you take let me break. come back to this later. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and okay, sure. This particular Psalm 13, it does start off with a lament, a complaint. You know, he's complaining bare, in fact. Yeah. I can relate to that. There's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I do got, it all the time. Yeah, I've got bare things to complain about. Mm -hmm. But it, I think the crucial point here is it doesn't end in a complaint. Imagine Ooh. if it just ended, yeah? Psalm 13 just ended in verse 4, you know? Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Boom. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's it. It's just pure complaints. Mm. Then nobody was changed. But because it carries on to 5 where it says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. There is that element of well, it demonstrates to us the faith that David had. That, okay, Lord, I'm going through. I'm going to list out all my complaints. But you know what? I know you love me and I'm hanging on to your love. You know, mm. I love you also. Um, it. I feel like it deliberately leads us to, to see that he was going through it. Okay. And it, it takes us through this roller coaster journey in just a few verses because I think it emphasizes the need and the, the presence of this trust in God's redemptive power. And I feel like I need to carry that same energy mm -hmm. because a lot of the times we have problems that all we're really good at is we wake up in the morning and we complain. Oh, I can't be asked to go to work today. January, oh, Monday oh. blues. I'll be getting Sunday blues, sorry, or whatever it may be. It's, I'm it's, in the office tomorrow. Yeah, oh. it's raining, it's dark, it's cold. I have no money. So many things to complain about, especially mm -hmm. in January, can I just say. Mm -hmm. But that, our sentences shouldn't just stop at our complaints, but we need to bump, put it next to praises. I actually love that. I feel like we should end it there because it's so beautiful. So I'm going to actually end it there, but in a different way. We've been talking a lot about these Psalms. If you notice, the Psalms that we've been covering were all Psalms of like lament. And everything that's in the Bible is there for a reason. There's nothing that's in the Bible that's a mistake. Uh, I think it's important for us to read these Psalms and to understand them um, not just when we're going through it, because sometimes, you know, like you said uh, last week, you know, sometimes maybe if you're feeling a bit sad, you'll play sad music to make, make you even sadder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't always have to do that. 
it's important for us to read these uh, these psalms where David or the psalmist is lamenting um, for different reasons. Number one, um, even though you're going through a, a good time, you might actually come across somebody who is going through, you know, these phases, whether it's a, a spiritual thing or psychological thing or uh, physical troubles that you can actually say to, you know what, um, I, I don't know what you're going through, but I know that someone else went through it. And I know, you know, when David was going through it, yes, he did feel like that. He did feel like God had forsaken him. But then he remembered that God never forsakes us. And it's shown in Psalms 13 mm. or Psalms 22 mm. or Psalm 60. So that's one takeaway that I'm taking from this, that I'm going to continue reading it. Even though sometimes I start reading, I'm like, what is going on here? I don't understand this. <laughs> I might need to change to like the Good News Bible or the, you know, different versions just to understand what's going on. But I'm now realizing the importance of still having these or learning these psalms um, and meditating them and, you know, embedding them in my brain. And number two, I think it also helps us to actually understand um, not just us, but people around us when they are going through tough times. I think I've always said this to you, Ira. I always feel really uncomfortable when people are praying and then they say something like, oh, and then like, thank you, God, for good health. I know there's some people who are ill or thank you for waking me up this morning some people didn't wake up and i understand what you're saying but i also always feel like it's a bit especially if it's in an open forum it's a bit um what's the word i'm looking for like when you don't have a heart inconsiderate that's it Mm. it's a bit inconsiderate because what if in your congregation there's somebody who just lost somebody and just saying oh thank you god for blessing me with another day i would literally feel like well God doesn't feel like blessing me then. Um, and so I feel like these these times they help us to be compassionate uh, to, with people who are also going through it. That mm. instead of me saying, Lord, you know, obviously thank you for this day. I think it's important for me to say, and I know there might be some people who have lost someone during the night or have lost someone or uh, don't have someone with them today and they might be in anguish and they might feel like you've forsaken them or they might feel like you've hidden your face away from them lord i pray that you encourage them uh, so that they know that you will never leave us nor forsake us as you said um so that's what i took from this and that's what i want to implore Ooh. Ooh. i knew you were going to do that Everybody, (laughs) when you're reading these Psalms, if it doesn't um, apply to your current situation, uh, remember it because one day you might need to draw back on it and encourage somebody else.